Hey everybody, welcome to The Sex Actually Podcast, aka TSAP, hashtag TSAP, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, this is your boy Dave Neal, how's everybody doing today? Oh boy, we doing well? We hanging in there? Spring's around the corner, girls are starting to wear more revealing clothes, guys are starting to get back into shape after a little dormant winter. I, I've been on... Uh, I've been relapsing on my sugar diet, my my sugar diet, my sugar-free diet. Yeah, I just eat sugar all day. I uh, I've been relapsing a little bit, but um, I'm I'm kind of in that stage. Like if I was an alcoholic, where like you know I might have a beer now and again, but I'm not falling off the deep end. No DUIs in my life. Um, I did have three pieces of pizza Saturday night after a stand-up show because um, I'm still reward-based. I can't not be reward based in my life. I'm like a I'm like a dumb dog. I just uh, if I do something well, I want to give myself a reward after. So maybe I should think of non sugar related rewards. Um, but boy, is there a better reward than a good slice of New York style pizza? I don't think so. That's it for me. Uh, maybe give me some advice. How can I reward myself? Also, not even rewards. Sometimes I'll have a bad day. Or I'll, or I'll be I'll have a little stress or a little anxiety and I'll eat a taco, and by a taco I mean a full plate of fajitas with rice. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I'm the issue. Is that an Irish Catholic thing? I know the Catholics have, we have a lot of guilt and uh, we eat a lot of our emotions. We drink our emotions. We're addictive people. I'm not blaming. Um, I'm not trying to blame everything on uh, on them, but you know it's important to know that we're just a bunch of spirits in these meat suits, and sometimes we do things. That uh, we don't even know we're doing. I was just talking to my mom. I just got off the phone with my mom. And, uh, you know, when you live across the country from your parents, I feel like you build a sort of relationship. Like, I never had. I had a good relationship with my mom. But she was always, like, trying to teach me things. So, like, if I had a problem with something, I would just want to vent. And she'd be like, well, then you should just do something else. You know what I mean? She, she, was, she was always kind of, like, pretty logical with her advice. But, um... You know, now that we live so far away from each other, I don't know, what am I, 4,000 miles away from home? It's um, it's just good to talk. And, you know, I'm 31 years old, turned 32, send gifts, and um, send me some more Australian chocolate. Just kidding. Uh, please don't. You've triggered a whole Pandora's box of me eating nothing but sugar now. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was I talking about? So, yeah, it's uh, – you start – I don't know. I start looking at uh, mortality. Like, there, I, you know, I've had some deaths in my um, family and friends this year. And um, by the way, I'm in my car in West Hollywood, and there's a jackhammer on one side and a leaf blower on the other. I shit you not. I couldn't have picked a worse mariachi band to jump into for this. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but um, that leaf blower does a good job. I'll tell you that. Blowing it right into my car. Just got a car wash. Thank you so much for that. Um, Anyway, I'm all over the place right now. I apologize. I'm on my second cup of coffee uh, recording this in West Hollywood. So, yeah, I was talking to my mom, and I just I have this mortality thing where my stepdad just got his knee replaced. And it's like, dude, I get it. He's like 60, but it's like, dude, you got to take better care of yourself, man. Like, you got – like, I got a 14-year-old brother. It, you know, God forbid my, my parents pass away. Like, I can't. I'm not good enough at what I do. What am I going to do? Podcast with my brother? Like, I love that kid so much, but, you know, I just, so I just look at mortality right now. So my stepdad got his knee replaced, and then there's a photo of him using, like, a walker because, you know, you got a few days where you're off your feet. And then apparently he was trying to lift something he wasn't supposed to lift, and he sort of re-injured it. I don't know how the story went, but either way, I'm like, dude, 
you're not just living for you at this point. You're living for your family. And I feel that way with like my girlfriend now where I'm like, oh, I can't just fuck around for me. I got to fuck around with somebody else and they're investing in me. Uh, so I can't be a piece of shit anymore. I think that's something a lot of men feel like maybe after the year, their 28th year. I don't know. For me in my 20s, I was like, you know, I, I'm finding myself. Like Every girl says, I'm just finding myself. I'm just figuring it out. I'm working on me. You do you. I'll do me. Now it's like, no, I'll do me and I'll walk the dog and I'll try to take care of my girl. And I'm not exactly the breadwinner in my family. But is there a better feeling in this world? Then working your ass off, making some money, and spending it on a chick. Honestly. Guys, right? Isn't that the best feeling? I remember even, you know, my, my single days. I remember I used to work for my stepdad. Uh, he has a heating and air conditioning company. So we would literally be an attic, in an attic in the summertime. So it would be 80 degrees outside, 120, no joke, in the attic. You start sweating, and then you lean on the wrong thing. And then you have that insulation fiberglass shit on you. Working all day long. But what am I doing in between work? I'm, I'm, I got my flip phone out. Um, back in the day, right? I'm texting different girls, seeing who's going to hang out. I'm like, who am I going to spend my money on tonight, right? Because that's what we love to do. We love to get into some danger at night, go spend some money, go find a girl. Like the only when I lived in New York City, the only way I was taking a cab is if I was bringing a girl home to like you know to to try to tell lies to and have a good night with. Like that was the only if if I if I got rejected and didn't make it home with any girls, I'm taking the subway which would take like two hours in the middle of the night. I don't care. Well, I'm not, you know, it's all economics to me. I'm not spending money on myself. No, I'm spending it trying to get some strange. That's what the kids call it these days, right? Strange. Anyway, speaking of kids, I did a show on Saturday night at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, go Bruins or whatever their mascot is. And um, holy shit, the way girls are dressing out here in LA. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're applying to colleges, I think you got to apply to UCLA. Holy fuck. First of all, I'm so pro female sexuality. I'm, I love the feminist movement. I love the idea that it's like, we don't want to wear bras if we don't have to. Fine, ladies, go ahead. But holy shit. Cause we, so before the show, we do this show at this little theater. It's, it's a tiny theater. And before the show, in order to get an audience, you just start talking to random people. And, you know, the, the types of people you have to go up to. I would never I would never do this in college. I would never just go talk to random people. I was too worried about what people think of me. But now because of stand-up, because of all this other stuff, because of my Man on the Street videos, you just got to talk to a bunch of random people. Sure, some people reject you. But what I've learned, and this is the God, God's honest truth, what I've learned is that most people, if you approach them with confidence – and don't look like you're trying to sell them some shit, right? Like if you if you got a clipboard on you and you're trying to like sign people up for Greenpeace or whatever the fuck they're signing up for, they're going to be dismissive because they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting whatever idea they think you have. So if, if you're a dude at a bar and you just look thirsty, and by thirsty I mean if you just look like you're trying to pound out, you're just trying to get with, you know, bump some uglies, you're trying to do that little, you know, horizontal mamba, whatever. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, smash. I'm trying to smash tonight. If a girl sees that, chances are, even if she wants to fuck you, even if she would be into you, deals off. You got to be sly. You got to give more than you're, you're trying to take. 
And that's what that's the little cheat code for picking people up and meeting them. So take the stand-up show, right? I'm not trying to fuck anybody. I'm just trying to get warm bodies to sit in the room because the funny thing with stand-up, it's like we we actually do better with strangers. Like if I have friends come to a show, they might laugh. Yeah, probably they'll support me. But if I have strangers, I can like tell them how it is. They're not thinking about what I did in college. They're like they're in the moment with me. So I can I can get real with them. And um and so you learn to just go up to people and be like, "Hey, I got a show at 11 p.m. Come on in. We it's BYOB. Come come laugh. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time." And you learn to talk to people in an authentic way that's not like, "Hey, what are you doing, lady? You want to come home with me?" It's like, "No." So if I could give any if I could give guys advice for meeting girls, just remember, even though you know you're a good guy, and I believe most of you, I believe almost all of you are, you know, the general population of people are good people. Yeah, you got this guy. Remember, this guy went viral last week for this, like, white dude from Santa Barbara, which isn't far from here in Los Angeles. This white guy, um, he would hit on girls on Tinder, and if, like, they didn't respond right away, he'd be like, oh, whatever. You're just some fucked up chink. He calls it some girl a chink. And he's like, you know, he, he would get all, like, he would just go rageful at them. He'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, you're too busy. You're just a hot body, but you're all dumb upstairs. Like, he, was, he would say all these things. It went viral. And, and by all means, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, he has a rejection issue. He he's getting rejected. I mean, this dude never got hugged as a child or something. He's he's on the severe end of being rejected. But we all know those people where like you get rejected. So that that one person you wanted to be your friend, you're now like, no, fuck you, because I'm going to tell you to fuck off before you tell me. Or you know what I mean? So like SNL did a great sketch about this um, over the weekend where like the, the the dudes would be all sweet to girls and then they'd re- they'd reject the guy and they'd be like you know what fuck you bitch and it's it's such a perfect example of of showing your cards how like we yeah we get it you want to meet a girl at a bar maybe you want it to be a relationship maybe you want a quick fling none of that even matters what matters in the moment is that you're genuine authentic and even if a girl blows you off i've had girls that i've hit on and they're like sorry i've got a boyfriend and i'm like oh no that's cool and instead of just walking away because i'm like uh, you know because i'm not a complete asshole i'll just start talking to them as people and sometimes i swear sometimes i'll talk to them as people and you find out that that boyfriend really didn't exist right but just Girls are inundated. And I, as a man, I'll just never understand this. I'll just never understand. If, if girls, if I got hit on by girls all day long, eventually I would just be like sick of talking to girls. And, uh, but just this doesn't happen to guys, right? This doesn't happen unless you're a movie star um, or like super, super famous. Or even if you're rich, it doesn't happen to you unless you're like some like trusted name brand face, some Zac Efron motherfucker, right? My, uh, my spirit animal. Who's your spirit animal? Zac Efron. He's the reason I'm trying to lose weight. Him, his trailer of him in Baywatch is just fucking insane. And sure enough, I've gone hiking here, you know, sweating my balls off in my belly, hanging out. And who runs by? Fucking Zac Efron. I swear to God, I've run into him and I've been like, fuck, this dude's in shape. Anyway, maybe you need to send him a care package of chocolate from Australia. <laughs> get him fatter. Uh, but the point is, is that women get inundated with men all day long. So like your sales pitch has to be not a sales pitch. You need, to, you need to be one foot in, one foot out. Hey, I'm not going to take up all of your time, but I just wanted to let you know uh, you got a great smile. And um, I'll be hanging over there if you want to grab a drink. You know, just whatever. Does that sound crazy to say? What girl's going to reject you if you're like, hey, man, that outfit's really working on you. you. You look like you're having a fun time tonight. And then you just smile at them and make, make a little bit of eye contact. Oh, my gosh. God forbid. Yeah, you go up to a girl from behind and put your hand on her. She might be flinchy, right? 
some guy might have just grabbed her ass. You don't know what girls have been through. So my po- and ladies, let me know if this makes any sense. Does this make sense, or am I just spe- am, you know, am I just mansplaining how to? <laughs> girls don't. You know what I mean? I know what it's like to be a woman. I've got long hair. I've had dudes pinch me on the ass. Hey, sugar tits. I turn around. They're like, yeah, what's up? What's up now? Anyway, I, I didn't mean to make this like a tutorial on how to introduce yourself to women, but I think it's important. I think it's important for us to remember that we're not being judged on who we are. So if you do get rejected, it's like, you don't know. That chick might've just broke up with her boyfriend that day, or, or maybe you just came off a little hostile. Maybe you had a Red Bull and you were excited for your energy, but it was too much for that person. And I, and I learned all these techniques, um, you know, doing stand up. I can't have a Red Bull before I do stand up. I thought it would be good. Yeah. Fucking Mountain Dews. I'll be like that guy. No, the audience is like, Whoa, too much. You can bring them up to an energy level, but you can't over overpower people. So like you got to, so, so men, we just have to listen. If a woman's like a quiet, you know, maybe introverted, she's out with her friends at the bar and she's not like super big into that scene, play it up. Oh, this scene sucks, huh? Like, Hey, let's go find a quiet place to like talk or, or you maybe have to whisper, you know, maybe you have to kind of like cup her ear and like talk to her. Like, Hey, yeah, it's a great spot. And, you know, there's music playing in the background and everything. And you just have to relate to whoever you're talking to. And if the girl gives you a clue, she might give you a clue. She might have a sash on, you know, bride, bridesmaid, whatever the fuck they are. She might have, she might have, um, you know, um, a, a Rhode Island Rams uh, college sweatshirt on. And you go, oh, shit, you went to URI? No way, me too. What year? Oh, you, get, you graduated 2012? Wow, you're young. We got a puppy over here, guys. Are you even allowed to drink? Show me your ID. Show me your ID. And then you see your ID. No, they didn't let you retake that photo. And you start having fun, and then you're teasing each other. And you know what you're building? Trust right? You're building trust. You're, you're, you're building trust that you're just not some asshole who's just trying to fuck. And if you both as consenting adults decide that that's what you want to do at the end of the night is fuck fine. But at that point you've communicated to each other that you're not horrible human beings. And sure enough, you can, there's always going to be cases where some dude's a sweet talker and he turns into a sociopath, but I'm talking to you listening right now. Are you a sociopath? You might be. If you are, you probably don't know it. But chances are you're just a good guy who's played it nice your whole life. And nice is great. Women say they don't want a nice guy, but what they mean is they don't want to push over. You know, if, if, if you, uh, you say something to a girl and she, uh, you go, yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. And she's like, oh, fuck that. I'm from Jersey. I'm a Mets fan. You can't just be like, oh, I like the Mets. No, you go, you know what? Oh, you're a Mets fan. Oh, this isn't going to work out. Oh, boy. No, my mom's not going to like this. She would have liked you. But now that you're a Mets fan, oh, boy. And you start framing this fun thing that, you know, that we have. You know, it doesn't work in all situations. She can't be like, a, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. And you're like, oh, fuck him. I'm for Bernie. I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't work. Politics don't always work because you just, you know, that's not. But sports are great. You talk to a girl. Oh, yeah, where are you from? I love to ask someone where they're from. Oh, Atlanta? Oh, boy, you guys have some hot, humid summers, huh? Oh, yeah, you're a Falcons fan? Oh, geez, I'm sorry. I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah, we kicked your ass, huh? Oh, uh, you guys really thought you were going to win that one. Where'd you watch the game? Oh, nice. And you just, you just go with it. But the key is, is to not have any expectations and really take their signs. Take their signs. The girl might be like, oh, d- dude, like, I'm leaving with my friend. I had one girl. It was so funny. I met this girl at a bar in New York years ago. And she was, she was, I, could, I could clearly see she was packing up with her friends to leave. And, uh, and we, we kind of like made eye contact. And I was like, oh, no. 
She goes, what? I was like, you're actually, you're leaving right now. I just got here. And I talked to her like we were college friends and she was like, yeah, I got to go. And I didn't get her name or any of that. And I was like, oh man, you're going to regret this on the way home tonight. Trust me. We were going to have a fun convo. And I know it sounds crazy to say, but it's just, it's just like believing that you have great intentions and don't get me wrong. Sometimes you you'll have great intentions and the person won't live up to them. They'll just be a dud, you know, cause not, and then that's, and then you reject them. At that point, I mean, wouldn't that be nice, guys, for you to be rejecting girls at the bar? And there's no ego involved. You don't have to be like, oh, I said no to her. Just know, like, oh, boy, I thought that I thought this girl was one way, but she actually wasn't. We didn't really click. But you didn't know till you tried versus just staring at her all night. Or the, the old Dave Neal technique was just drink too much. You know, how much can I drink? Seven, okay, seven beers, I'll talk to her. No, three-second rule. You see him right away, and you just say something. And, and – and boy, you guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. There's nothing worse than that moment when you don't go up to them. It's like when you go off the high dive board, if you don't dive into that water right away, you're going to scare yourself shitless. You're going to talk about all the reasons you're going to break your neck. You're going to belly flop. All the nerves kick in. You just have to do it right away. And that's the same way when it comes to approaching people, just approach them. They're just people approach someone. You don't even, the best is when it's not even sexual. Like just approach someone to say hi to them. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I have I live in a Spanish neighborhood in um, Los Angeles, and half the people when I'm walking my dog don't even speak English, but they still want to talk to me, and we can barely communicate other than we're pointing at the dog, petting him, laughing. Because there's there's just a, there's so much communication that doesn't happen with language, and women they feel it. They feel if you're not genuine. They feel if you're nervous, and unless you're gorgeous, being nervous is going to be a deterrent. Because unless unless the chicks re- unless a chick's thirsty and trust me chicks aren't as thirsty as guys because they have more water wells they do they have more water wells they're drinking all the time they're not thirsty they're not on a dry spell like men are I know some girls listening going uh, I'm on a fucking dry spell yeah Stacy that's because you're too picky now you're an eight not a nine okay so go after seven I'm just kidding uh, there, statistically there is a Stacy listening you're not an eight you're a ten all right I don't judge. Um, but women, do you agree with me on this? Is this the right way to be approached? Just like women, like if guys are ner- nervous, I guess, I guess it works as long as like you shake it off. You got to shake off the nerves pretty quickly and, and, and get to being who you are. I don't know. Uh, write to me, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to, I'd love to know what women think about what I'm saying right now as far as, cause women, I mean, right women, you're, you go to the bars if you're single you, or wherever you go, bowling alley, I don't know, post office, you're in line at the DMV, whatever the case may be gym i know girls say they hate being approached at the gym but there must be a secret to that there must be a way to make the gym work anyway you want you want to give the guys the right tools to succeed right so it's not about being an asshole it's not about being like oh call them out on their flaws no but if she's got like yellow shoes on make fun of her call her that french you know chick from the cartoon what was it madeline what was the french chick's name with the who wore the uh, umbrella. I don't know what the fuck am I talking about. Find an association. Tease. You're not being an asshole, right? Anyway, what are we talking about? Let me know if that's a good advice. And you know what? Who gives better advice than me? <laughs> You're like, um, a lot of people. That's fine. So what's happening with me? Uh, Tasha is, um, she's on an audition today. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. She's auditioning for a TV show. And um, in the scene, she has to simulate sex with the guy i got real quiet no i and i was i read the scene and i I was actually okay with it because it's acting it it really is it doesn't mean the guy's not gonna like get a boner but it's like 
if that's what I'm competing against, then then you know, shame on me. I, you know, I mean, if I if I had to do a sex scene with a girl, there would be ten guys around filming it, which is strange. It would be you know all these you know you're trying to memorize your lines. Sure, you know you start kind of like grill it, grinding on each other. You might feel sexual. I think that's natural. But um, the way I'm looking at it is it's a it's it's a scene that involves a lot of acting, um, and it's not just like some like gratuitous like show your tits type of thing. It's it's you know it's simulated nudity, simulated sex. But anyway, I'm excited for it. So who knows what's going to happen? But I just think I just think it's funny that I put myself in these situations where here I am, like the most codependent guy in the world, jealous to a fault, not in like an evil way, but like you know I could totally see I could totally see. And this might be foreshadowing. Uh, episode two hundred eight, Dave foreshadows uh, how showmances happen. You know, romance on a set, showmance. It happens all the time. I have so many friends that that like work in um, like theater, theater arts, right? And they're on a play, and they have a boyfriend, right? Say you're on a play, and you have a boyfriend, and you go on tour, or you do this play eight, seven, literally eight days a week, literally eight days a week. Um, all day long, you're spilling, you're spilling all of your emotional energy out into this scene. You can't help in most cases, but build a romance with somebody on set. It happened to Deborah Messing in the sh- on the show Smash. In the show, Deborah Messing, you remember her? Um, so in the show, she was on a Will and Grace, I think, is that a show? She she had um, an, her character had an affair with a guy on the show. She was married on the show. In real life, she was married. So. Because she had the affair with the guy in the show, they they ended up having the affair in real life. Like they just fell for each other, and that that happens a lot with actors. Because you know you're, you're put in these situations where you're actually supposed to ex, you know express this emotion, and and what we don't just turn it off. There's tension there. Um, uh, Leanne Rhymes, right? She was married or or engaged to some guy, and then um, she does some stupid. Uh, you know, TLC or what was it? Lifetime channel movie. I think it was called like Northern Lights or something. It's sad that I know that. And she ended up leaving her husband for this new dude. So it, it happens. But look, look, here, here's my take on it. If Tasha um, falls in love with a guy she has to do a simulated sex scene with, then how strong was our relationship? And I don't mean that in a way where I believe that. I'm saying I believe and have the confidence in the strength of us that that if that is what part of the job is, it's like I dated a girl. Um, I dated a girl back in the day who was on a lot of romance novel covers. And if you know romance novel covers, it's um, very much, uh, <laughs> you know, like naked. They got arms on each other. And when you break it down, it's like, oh, you got a dude, dude's arm on your tits. That dude's definitely popping wood, and if he's not, he's going to crank one out to you afterwards. It's going to happen. I mean, these casting directors literally look at the woman's headshot and the man's headshot, and they try to put people together that the audience would believe are fucking. That's literally what they're doing. So that's just – it's just – got to deal with – like that's just what it is. Tasha does that. She does these you know, campaigns with guys, but the funny part is – there was one case that really pissed me off. Tasha did a photo shoot with this dude, and the photographer was somebody – it was a mutual friend. This actually pissed me off. You can probably find this photo online. And she ended up doing this photo where, like, they had to, like, touch they – were, they were both wearing clothes. They were both wearing – she was wearing, like, a sports bra. He was shirtless, right? So, like, right then and there, like, you're barely wearing clothes. And I didn't find this out until after. They had to do, like, this paint thing where they put paint on each other. And, and, uh, and, the, and honestly – 
Tasha's so stubborn and funny that she was probably like bitching about it being too cold. She's probably complaining. But in the guy, the guy had a wife, right? So the guy's wife must have been cool with it, although you know was you know whatever. So so I got to look at this photo shoot where they're literally. Um, you know, can smell each other's lunch out on their breaths, and they're so close and intimate. That pissed me off so much. It pissed me off because no one's considering my feelings in the in those moments. The photographer is not worried about Tasha's boyfriend. She's wor- the photographer's worried about getting the shot and making the most sensual and all this shit. But for me, all I can think about is like, what about poor old Dave? I'm at home walking the dog, and here you are, and that's just but. I've since gotten over that for the most part. I have told Tasha, like, look, if you're going to have to do something like that, I would like the heads up. You know what I mean? But, like, I've auditioned for projects where I'm supposed to make out with the chick. And I've done that in the past on, on movies. I was in the, I, um, I was a uh, background in the movie 12. Um, <laughs> it starred Chase Crawford. The movie flopped big time. But it was, like, I think Emma Roberts was in it. And um, 50 Cent was in it. Very strange. But anyway, Joel Schumacher directed. And in this one scene, Chase Crawford is selling everyone drugs. And, you know, we're like just like college kids hanging out, being all drugged up. And I'm on the couch with this chick in the scene. And Joel Schumacher, whoever it was, was like, all right, I need you guys to make out. Are you guys cool making out? And it really put us on the spot because we should have said no. But I was also single. And I was like, yeah, fine, sure, whatever. And the girl was like, she was kind of hesitant about it. And I was like, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. Like, no biggie. I wasn't like, again, I wasn't thirsty because trust me, there was nothing sexual about it. You're, I mean, yeah, you're kissing. But at the same time, you, there's a camera in your face. It's just not, trust me, it's not sexy. And But then I found out the girl afterwards, she was supposed, this is so, this is true. She was supposed to get married that day, but she took the job instead. And of course, it was probably like a courthouse marriage where it was like, you know, it wasn't like they had 500 guests waiting for them. But she turned down the marriage to do the work because um, she was eligible to join SAG if she took that job. And it's very hard to join SAG. So anyway, she, she instead of getting married to the man she loved, she got stuck kissing me on camera. Oh, boy, what a sad <laughs> – I hope – and, and luckily I don't think it made it to air. I don't think that made, that made the final cut. But what was the point of it all? I have no idea. Uh, the point is, is that, you know, we can be jealous about the things we have to do, but I know if I get on a sitcom, I might have to I have a wife who, uh, someone who plays my wife, like Deborah, like, um, you know, you take Leah Ramini, right. And, in, in, um, King, King of Queens, she, had, she was married, right. But she had, Kevin James had to be her husband and every week they would have to kiss each other and all that shit. So, you know what I mean? You just got to kind of be cool with it. Um, I worked on the show white collar. Uh, I used to stand in for Matt Bomer, even though he was a way better looking, skinnier version of myself. Um, and he, and, and he's, he's gay. He's married to a man. Um, that's what gay is guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, but he, his, um, his partner in crime on the show, Tim Decay, the guy uh, is a really, really cool buddy, buddy cop con artist show. Um, Tim McKay, not Tim, not Tim McKay, Tim Dickay, he had to, he had, his wife on the show was played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who was such a babe. But Tiffany Amber Thiessen was married, is, is married to this dude, I don't know his name, and the dude would come to set randomly, but she had to kiss Tim Dickay. It's just strange because they're kissing and they're acting and they're doing this thing and maybe it feels okay, but it's like, what are we talking about? Two sets of lips touching each other? Really? Really? Like, they're not motorboating each other. In some cases, the scene might call for that. 
but it's important to know what, what the intent is. And it's like, anyway, so Tasha, she can, she can kiss this guy in the scene and, in 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 and all that. And, you know, if, if I find out that they were getting coffee together afterwards and I didn't know about it, then I would be like, Hey, uh, just so you know, like that's crossing the boundaries, but it's important in a relationship to set the boundaries up. And without even her asking, I totally told her I approve of the script. I was like, I, Tasha, this is a great opportunity for you. It's on a network TV show. Um, you know, you know, it's not like Cinemax where they're going to just show your tits all over the place. It's like, yeah, it'll be implied. Yeah, I'm sure the guy will see your tits. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, he's going to crank out a boner. You know what I mean? You can't help it. I got a, I get a boner just thinking about this guy getting a boner to my girlfriend. Like, that's a weird... <laughs> Too much info. Anyway, so I'm wishing her the best of luck, and um, we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. Don't, don't message your, like, hey, how did the audition go? Don't, don't be an asshole. Don't do that. Because there's, like, some people are a little taboo with, with all that and not jinxing it. But I'm just letting you all know that uh, we're proud of her. And how great would it be if she, like, blew up and was on this TV show? Wouldn't that be fun? Anyway, um, let's see. We've got 28 minutes. We're, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up pretty shortly. This is the uh, beginning of the week episode. I'm trying to do these uh, one-off beginning of the week episodes where it's just me and you guys chatting, chilling. So if you have any questions, anything you want to know about or want a guy's point of view about, um, ask me. Let me know. If you have a question that you want a girl's point of view of, I'll bring a girl on and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to her for you guys. So uh, anyway, I got, I'll, I'll read two questions here. Here's one. Uh, these, these are from Reddit. <clears throat> Girlfriend doesn't enjoy oral. Kind of a deal breaker. Torn on how to proceed. And then he wrote, I've been dating my current girlfriend for a few months. Things are great between us and all signs point to a loving, fulfilling future. But as the title suggests, I've run into a major problem. I'm kind of old school and suggest not rushing into the sexual aspect of the relationship. But now that we've reached that point, I have discovered that she is 100% not into receiving oral sex. This is a giant problem for me. I would have preferred she told me to give up pizza or air. I really want to be with this girl. You will be giving up air if you go down on her. <laughs> uh, because you're going to be looking at her pussy. Okay. I really want to be with this girl and I care about her more than anything. But I can't imagine being satisfied without this being a part of my sex life. Before anyone asks, yes, I have talked to her about it and she still seems uninterested and unwilling to compromise. No, I have not performed the act on her. So this is not a performance issue. Thanks in advance. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, some girls are really weirded out. Yeah, I had a, I had a girl back in the day who was like freaking out. I like started to like go down and kiss her belly button and start. She was like, "Ah, that's just an issue that they have." And um, does she go down on you? Because um, that happens too, where girls will suck dick, but they don't want to have their pussy licked. And I, I don't know. I I would assume like like most issues that it's probably an insecurity thing. Um, let's let's assume that if you went down on her and she was secure that you could make her come. So maybe there's, um, even though she's saying she's hundred percent against it, I wouldn't treat that 100% as a rejection. I would just say that 100% of her past experiences have been negative. Um, you say you've talked to her about it. You're only two months in. So keep building your experiences together. I think we all have different, um, stretches with how far we go with our sexuality, like with comfort levels. Like I, I, I've never had a chick put her finger in my butt. I, I just, cause I, I haven't just been that intimate with a girl and I don't have a, I'm not like afraid of my ass so much as that. Like it just hasn't happened. So I would say a hundred percent of the time girls have not put their finger in my ass unless it was some weird mix up. Uh, but, <laughs> but so I've had girls that, uh, that I didn't think wanted to suck on my dick. And then 
maybe they trusted me more and then it became a thing. I don't know. So I don't know what I would tell you other than, look, if it's a deal breaker at two months in, I mean, really, is it a deal breaker that she won't let you, like, will she let you, you know, finger her? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Or maybe she's like, there's also like the clinical shit. Like maybe she's got herpes or something. You know what I mean? Maybe she doesn't want you to go eye to eye with her labia. I don't know. Boy, that would be a funny name for this episode. Eye to eye with her labia. I'm not going to do that. I don't need my mom to write me another message. It's so crude what you do. Find the light. Someone said, if it's a deal breaker, get rid of it and find someone else. Oh, boy, we're just so ready to quit on people, aren't we? Do you like the girl? Is the love you have for her or the love that you're building for her really reliant on you licking her pussy? I mean, I get it. It's a little different because it's like it's not like you're saying, oh, she won't suck my dick. It's like you're trying to give her a gift. Well, can you find another gift that you can give her that's not rubbing her pussy? Maybe you give her the most electric leg massage to a point where you're just rubbing. By the way, if um, I've had that before where like you're kind of hooking up with a girl and you give her a leg massage and you just like – you'll be massaging her inner thighs. Imagine a girl's um, on her stomach. You're massaging her inner thighs, right? And you're really kneading the dough. And then is it okay if like you're kneading the dough and like, you know, you're uh, – say say uh, say you're facing – say you're uh, off to the side of her and you're kneading the dough and like, you know, the tip of your finger grazes her pussy. Like then you're giving her the chance to respond, right, where she, where she might open her legs up a little bit. She might like it. She might kind of clamp down like not ready too soon. It's weird. It's a weird I – know, I know I'm taking this in a different direction, but that's a weird place where like you're supposed to have – uh, and I agree with this, a thousand percent consent. But at the same time, there's a lot of consent that happens that's nonverbal. I'll probably get butchered for saying this. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're massaging a girl's back and you're behind her, this, this happened to me in fucking high school, right? In band. You know, we're at like a field show event and you're massaging some girls and then you go and you go rub her ribs and then you go to the side and the next thing you know, you're touching the side of her tits. Maybe she leans back a little bit and you're underneath her fucking starter jacket. I don't know the case. I'm just saying, not, not, now, don't we all have wood now to, from the fucking picture I'm point painting? There's just, there's instances where there's consent and you have to know when there's consent, but also like, are we really going to say if you're, if you're massaging a girl's back and you go down and you start massaging your butt and then you're, you're giving a full leg body massage that like, uh, chances are you might be working towards, um, fingering her. You might be. I mean, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying know what consent is and know that you 100% have it. And I guess in today's world, you need a fucking signed written notary. But in most cases, let's be honest, in most cases, the woman gives you the consent by like – by, by not verbally telling you. Just don't be an asshole and know that she's actually – you know when you know. All these people that have gray areas, it's like, dude, you got rejected and you're, you, were, you were too stone dead to realize it. Anyway, is, am I oh, – jeez. In t- today's climate, you just can't say that. I'm not saying grab a girl by the pussy. I'm saying if you're – so in this – let me defend it better. In this one example, we, I was with this girl, right? We had not made any moves. It was definitely a casual sexual vibe we had with each other. It was like late night, college. I, uh, I gave her like a back massage and then she gave me one. And like she knew I had like wood or whatever. Like, you know, we, we knew – I don't know. This is just a non-romantic way to say it. We knew we were like turning each other on and then I'm giving her more back massage and then it turned into like an over-the-pants kind of like pussy rub type of thing. And um, you know what I mean? And then we ended up uh, – actually, the funny part of that story was we went up to her room and um, 
we had kind of like known we were, all right, let's go to the bedroom. What are we doing? We're in the living room and we go to the bedroom and, um, she was like, all I have are Magnum condoms. And this is something every man should be prepared for when a woman says she only has Magnum condoms, because if you know what to do, it's totally fine. And here's the deal with Magnum condoms. So I've been told they're actually pretty much the same size as a normal condom. It's just like a marketing thing, which makes perfect sense. Who wouldn't want to have a fucking Magnum condom in their pocket? So anyway, I was like, I balked at the situation. I was like, oh, geez, really? Well, hmm, I don't know. And, and next thing you know, we're not having sex. And I should have been like, all right, grab the Magnum condom. Let's fucking ride this pony. And, but I didn't even know. I was like, am I going to look like a fucking like a wet bag in this thing? Um, so anyway, I answered wrong. I should have been like, all right, cool. But in my head, I'm like, oh, your ex used Magnums? Oh, geez. It's all fucking marketing. That's all it is. Anyway, point of that story is, is there a point of that story? Give. If she doesn't want, if she's not ready to receive your cunnilingus or whatever you call it, if she's not ready to receive you licking her pussy, uh, maybe you just need to build more trust. But also, you've talked to her. It doesn't mean you can't talk to her again about it. You can just be like, look, say you start dating for another month. You take her out to some nice Italian restaurant. You guys really, like, she gets you. Like, her cat died. You were there for her. All that shit happens, right? Speaking about licking her pussy. Oh, jeez. So all that shit happens, right? And then you, you just bring it up again. There's no harm in bringing it up. There's no harm in communicating. Hey, look, I know you said, like, you really don't want to have your pussy licked, but I just think that there's a lot of ways I can connect with you with my tongue. And I'd love to, you know, really just, like, finger you and maybe lick, like, just the hood of your – you know what I mean? Like, you just – you can you can be that open and honest with someone if if you just set your intentions clear. I promise you, the truth will set you free, guys. You can it can you can smile while you're saying like, "Look, I don't know what it is. There's just something about you that makes me. I really want to make you come with my mouth." Can you tell, ladies? Can a guy say that to you? Will he get slapped? Maybe 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 he doesn't want to say that the first night you meet, or maybe it works. Maybe you say it kind of as a joke, and you go, "Look, I am." Really good at oral sex. Yeah, I, I can I can really make a girl come with my mouth. What girl doesn't want to hear that? I don't know. Unless, like I said, maybe she's got herpes or something and she's just like does not want your face near her crutch. I don't know. One more question. What are we at? We're at uh, 38 minutes. Oh, geez, I can talk. Uh, one more question. Anyone like face-fucking but not feeling submissive? This is interesting. Being face-fucked for some reason can make me orgasm. I love it. But I don't feel submissive, like the act is all for him or even out of control. Not really. I want to know why I feel like this, since it's like everyone says you need to feel sub for this and other types of rough sex. But I just never have. I'm totally fine with it. But are there any stories like mine? Okay, so you don't feel submissive and you want to? Anyone like face-fucking but not feeling submissive? I don't know. If you like feeling, if you like getting face-fucked... Um, I'm assuming what we're talking about here is the, is you're giving the guy a blowjob and he kind of takes your head and sort of skull fucks you. Boy, skull fucking does not sound as good as face fucking. Let's see what this person had to say. Um, things, okay, in response to face fucking, things like that are often explained by the fact that people do not use the appropriate vocabulary. Sex between two, two people is a succession of phases. When it's not a quick, when it's not quickly, at least for each phase, you have three com- combinations possible. One person is active, and the, and the partner is passive. The reverse, or both people being active, being face fucked usually implies that you are the one being passive at the given moment, while your partner is being active. And you see, being passive is seen by some people as being submissive, which is almost entirely wrong. A submissive can be passive, but doesn't have to be. Plus, you can't always be passive. That wouldn't make much sense. Um, 
when the other person loses control. Uh, that's, okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, so look, it's not necessarily submissive. I mean, maybe if you're tied up, you're, it's a it's a little submissive. But I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is. You like being face fucked. Good. How do you bring that up in conversation? How do you make a guy feel like he's the first one to face fuck you? You know what I mean? You can't meet a guy and be like, hey, nine out of my last ten partners face fucked me and I came. And what are you doing when he's face fucking you? Are you fingering yourself? Being face fucked for some reason can make me orgasm. That's interesting. So all along, men have been in your vagina looking for your G-spot, right? We're looking for the mythical G-spot. And where is it? On your tonsils. The tonsil is the labia, right? Should that be the title? The tonsil is the labia. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to go from here. Other than I'll just say, everyone, um, it's been a blast catching up with you. And I'm going to get out of here. Uh, hopefully my girlfriend gets that part and hopefully she has to kiss a really ugly guy. That's my only hope is that he is just not good. Chances are he's going to be good looking. Maybe he's gay. Hopefully he's gay. I don't know. Maybe, oh boy, boy, I'm really going to start one. This is the problem that we have is we start piecing together things we don't know to fill our agenda, right? So if I want to be jealous, oh my gosh, if I want to be jealous, I can find a million ways to be jealous. If you know, so it's important for us to remember to search for higher forms of happiness, lower forms of ego, right? So, you know, stay positive and expect the best. And when it, when it doesn't come necessarily, find out what the blessing in disguise was. If Tasha doesn't get this role, then she at least gets to audition for the casting department at this major network. And maybe there's a better role for her. I've had that happen. Ah, Dave, we didn't really like you for that role, but you really charmed us. So we're thinking about giving you this series regular on Undateable. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Boy, I'm ready for that. I ain't getting any younger, folks. But listen, if you liked this episode, let me know what you guys think of these solo episodes. They're a little different. I've had some friends come up to me, that some comic friends that listen, and they said they actually like the solo ones. I never know. I have nothing to judge it off of. Am I being funny? I'm talking about your G-spot in, your, in the roof of your mouth? Your G-mouth? I don't know. <laughs> Your G, your G, uh, G tooth. Yeah. Oh, that's the tooth. What if a tooth was your G spot? Wouldn't that be weird? Like, Hey honey, why are you being buying so much dental floss? All right, folks. That's a shit joke to end on. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think of this. Um, if you haven't already, you got to write us a review on uh, iTunes. We've been getting so many. We're at 157 reviews, most of them good. Uh, in average, we have a five-star review. Uh, we're part of the better business bureau. Um, Anyway, it's really important to uh, keep growing this podcast, and the only way to do that is if you guys share it with your friends. If you enjoyed this free episode brought to you, you know, this costs me money. I, I, look, look, I'm getting to Irish guilt here. I spend all this money on you people. What do I have in return besides Australian chocolate? Thank you very much there, Rachel. Rachel from Queensland, giving me them Tim Tams, some uh, caramel caiolas, and a cherry ripe, or the ripe cherry, as I say. Speaking of the ripe cherry, oh, boy. So, yeah, so the best thing you can do is share it with some friends. Tag them on our Instagram if you want. You could, uh, you could share this episode with them directly or post it on your social media. Uh, if you run a blog or have any sort of platform, Twitter, whatever you have, all I ask is that you keep sharing uh, because I know we have, you know, about 1,500 or so loyal listeners. And, you know, every week you get two or three, which is great. I love that you guys do it. Christian listens. We got, we got some truckers, people in Florida, all someone, some, we got this girl, what Muskin, is your name Muskin from India? Right. All these awesome people. Um, and I'm just saying we get three out of 1500 a week that comment on it. Uh, I know you guys are listening. I'm looking at the numbers. It's amazing. You know, 15 to 17,000 total listens a month. It's great. I'm just asking you hook your boy up. So I don't feel like I'm just talking into this, you know, microphone in my car like a creep. 
And uh, let me know you're listening. Shoot me an email. Ask any questions you want or comments. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I truly do love doing this. And I do want to keep building it so we can have more opportunities to travel with it um, and uh, do live shows, things like that. Uh, it's, been a, it's been an absolute blast. And whenever someone comes to a show and goes, oh, I listen to your podcast, it's fucking amazing. It happened to me uh, Saturday night. No, Friday night at the Comedy Store. Some guy goes, oh, I know you. And he, go, and he was like, oh, no, no, no. We haven't met. I just watched your podcast because now, now we're on Facebook and YouTube. So anyway, super cool that you're all on board. Uh, very humbling to know that we've got a part of that. I'm just rambling at this point. So anyway, if you liked hearing about your G-spot in your mouth, go write us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, I have been Dave Neal. This has been the Sex Actually Podcast. Let's all have a fucking kick-ass week, all right? L- guys, let me know how it goes talking to girls. Girls, let me know if this is an, a right way to be approached with friendliness. You know what I mean? Maybe we're done being sold on just, like, shaming each other into a dating. I think whenever I talk – I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this one joke I, I tell on stage. Um, it's an old joke. It's pretty shitty, but um, I have a joke, and it kind of applies to – I think the the proper method to meeting people in today's world. I go, hey, yeah, I just uh, I met my girlfriend using that free dating site, um, Yelp, and then the whole place erupts into laughter and they throw roses and panties on the stage. And I go, yeah, I just type in my zip code and I go to the closest bar with the least amount of dollar signs. Now the the, the story behind that is like, yeah, I have a dating site too. It's called Finding a Bar going to it and meeting the girl that has the same feelings as me. Maybe that means going to a Red Sox bar. Maybe it means going to a brunch place. Maybe it means going to the horse tracks, right? Go to the bar or maybe go to the bar at the fucking, and and it doesn't have to be bar. It can be the Basset Hound Rescue League when they have a Sunday brunch. It just means um, go, go to the place that which you would enjoy meeting somebody. Maybe it's a CrossFit tournament. I don't know. But also, the odds need to be okay, right? Don't go to a place that's just going to be a sausage fest. Go to a place where you might meet a girl and it's a little harmless. I don't know. You know, maybe there's some skee-ball tournament. You love skee-ball. You want to find a girl to ski on. She'll ski on your balls. I don't know what the point of this is other than um, good luck. Use Yelp. Use protection. Magnums are fine. Uh, go down on your ladies. And, of, always, of course, as always, let's just communicate. And um, call your mom. Tell her I said hi. Uh, that's a weird way to end, but I'm going to go now. Bye.